Hey there, I hope you're having a good day so far, or that it's going to be a great one, depending on when you're listening. It's Friday, June 2nd, 2023. I don't think there's a better way to get things started with than with this music, I swear. Fantastic. Almost wish it didn't have to end. One day I'll do an episode where I'll just play that music. <laughs> um, also, I do know the artist, and I can't think of them off the top of my head. I will post that to the website. More than one person has asked. Um, by the way, uh, something to note for today. I mentioned this yesterday prematurely, uh, but it is National Donut Day. So go grab a donut. It's your favorite donut. I'm kind of a fan of... Uh, chocolate long johns and i even like them with the whipped cream in the inside i don't like them with like the i don't know what it is the 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 is it bavarian but whatever it's like tapioca i don't like that i like the kind of whipped cream that's fine but i i just have a chocolate long john is a good favorite of mine preferably no sprinkles and uh also an apple fritter i don't know why that seems eclectic but i do like an apple fritter i really do um, I feel <laughs> in a weird way, well, at least it's got apples in it, right? Like it's good for me, better for me than not having apples in it. I don't think that's really true though. Um, got a really good joke for you today. As I always do, they're friggin' phenomenal. There's not been a bad, there's not been a lunker among them. Just kidding you. Probably mostly you're like, oh, I wish you'd do some good jokes. Uh, but today's joke, I, I do, I really like it. <laughs> uh, so a grasshopper walks into a bar while well, he hops into a bar and then he hops up onto a stool. The bartender says, Hey, we have a drink named after you. A grasshopper looks up kind of confused. You have a drink named Steve. <laughs> of course, a grasshopper would be named Steve. Uh, what am I grateful for today? I'm really grateful for uh, money and new work that's been coming in and, and I don't know, working out pretty good. Um, considering that uh, we're still waiting for the the big investment to pay off. Um, I'm grateful for it being Friday and what looks to be a beautiful weekend uh, weather-wise. And uh, as far as stuff to do, we kind of have our work cut out for us. We know what we're up against and I think we're going to get it all done and have plenty of time to play a better weekend than that i'm grateful for today's content and podcast episode i really am these are genuinely things that are on my mind and i also was able to flesh them out pretty quickly so this is like kind of a i don't know i like today's episode i'm pretty excited about it hopefully i don't f it up um if i had more time there would be more production value um and by the way i got sidetracked on a thought yesterday or actually it was wednesday um it was either a founding father or Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain. I said Samuel Adams, and it got me off on a tangent. I forgot to tell you what it, what they said. I forgot to tell you the quote, and I love quotes, by the way. I love, love good quotes. Um, and this quote is just an excellent one. If you've ever written anything, even a super important email, right, like where you got to get it right, um, this this quote really applies. So I, I want to attribute it to Mark Twain because this sounds like something he would say. Um, 
I am. He, it was in a letter to a friend, and it said, "I'm sorry, this is so long. If I had more time, it would have been shorter." And that's the way I feel about this podcast. Except for maybe it wouldn't be shorter; it would actually just have more uh, production value. Like I'd love to do more audio drops. I'd like to play song drops and things like that. But it takes time to go out there and get them and cut them up and and do all of that. And I want to do as little editing as possible. Um, you know, last night I sat through. Um, work, like a, a, a longer conversation that my friend Ben and I had and I knew there was some really good stuff in there and so I had to uh, you know just spend some time with it and cut it up and get the parts out that I wanted um, I, I wish I had more time to do that but I, I don't and, and I don't want this to turn into a big project now if there were you know a million listeners a day and I you know there was a bunch of revenue coming in from this but there's not, and there's never going to be, and that, that's that's not really what the point of this is. Um, I would love to have a job where I did nothing but this kind of thing all day. Um, it's just, it's um, there's not a job out there that makes enough money. <laughs> um, so that's just the way it is. Um, anyway, I, I'm grateful for it today. It, it, it is, it's going to be a good one. I'm really excited about it. Also grateful for Lisa and the Hounds, as I always am. Um, but today, uh, I'm super excited about the weekend. Um, we're going to go for lots of rides. The dogs, I probably shouldn't have said that because the dogs are going to get all jacked up. Uh, they love going for an RIDE. Um, we're going to get a lot done and we're going to have a good time. Like I said before, we're, there, there's there's not that much big stuff to do. I think this is going to be a, a great weekend. Um, and I haven't fucked it up yet. I, I haven't screwed it up yet. I'm, I'm going to total up the, the swear jar uh, for Monday or Tuesday. So that'll be fun. It's gonna be hundreds of dollars in there. Um, at any rate, the uh, the 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 gratefulness is a genuine thing I do every morning. I sit down and I write in a journal, handwrite in a journal, and then I take all the things that are in my head from that journaling. Gratefulness is one of the things I journal about, and I I create this podcast. So uh, lots to be grateful for. And uh, I am a very lucky guy. Don't you forget to be grateful. So what's eating kale today? This is going to be fun today, I think. There's a lot of fun stuff going on here. Um, but let's let's do one thing first because it is important to get the bad stuff out of the way. And uh, just want to remind myself that we are 33 days late in getting payments from our big investment. Uh, enough of that. Um, and then um, just I had some, uh, as I mentioned before, some great conversations with my friend Ben. And one of the topics we got on the other day uh, was AI. And everybody's talking about AI right now. And there's these new resources out there like ChatGPT. There's a bunch of them. And we'll get into them all today. That's for a different time. I'm not really getting into the varying technologies and what they can do. I'm not doing that today. Um, but our, my conversation with Ben was really pretty intriguing, actually. Have you been hearing the deep fake AI covers of the voices where they put Paul McCartney's voice in a Steve Miller song or in it, it sounds just like Paul McCartney singing that song yeah. now? Yeah. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is all from that same 
kind of technology. I know. And I got to be honest with you, like that, like even right now I'm writing a bunch of content with artificial intelligence. It's amazing. Like I can just bring up a topic and it'll write me uh, two pages worth of content. It's right. It's it's, there's now there's coding AI where you don't have to be a coder, developer, programmer. You can just like, yeah, I get the allure of all this and, but it's also damn scary to me. I don't know. It seems like it's going to, I don't know. We'll have to learn how to manipulate AI enough where we still can have jobs. <laughs> well, jobs and do we know what's real and what's not real, right? Like, I mean, that'll be the, that'll be the, there's got to be like some sort of like red light on somebody. If there's, it's like, oh. It's, it's like, I don't know. And that anytime I hear these AI deep covers, like my brother and my dad are all, they love listening to them and, Oh, it's so cool. My dad's like, now I like this song because it's got Paul McCartney on it. And I'm like, this still doesn't sound completely right to me. And it sounds a little lifeless in parts, especially where there's like a transition, like a low voice to a high voice. Like it doesn't always like carry over well to me. And um, so I don't know. I just, I feel uncomfortable, I guess is the best way I'll put it about a lot of the AI stuff. I don't love it. I, I, so I've gone way beyond the content part, like in my head, the part that scares me, the, the content is scary enough, right? Like it is. I mean, I read over this content because I have different views on a lot of the things that I talk about than most people do, especially when it comes to marketing. And so I want to make sure that, you know, at least this is aligned with the way I think. And so far it's been pretty aligned. Because the way I look at it is I'm just saying what I believe this stuff to just naturally be. Simply put, this is what this means. Not what everybody's made it to, out to, to mean. It just is this. And so far, it's done a really nice job of that. Where I get scared is you could have a machine that is built to constantly uh, update itself, upgrade itself, and build its own parts, make its own repairs. And then, you know, like you could have a factory full of machines that are doing nothing but optimizing, optimizing, optimizing with no human beings. And where does that go? I know it's terrifying. And how at some point it just it's not because of Terminators and sci-fi movies. It's just literally a logical step. Why wouldn't these machines at some point say, get rid of this organism? Because it's nothing but just a suck on the system, a (laughs) suck on Earth. Like we're we're basically a growth. We like move places, we colonize and we take resources out and we don't give much back. So why wouldn't these robots and these systems be like, we need to eliminate the threat, right? And I just I don't know how it doesn't lead to that. People are the problem. We are, and we I don't know. At least most animals live within the ecosystem. We don't, you know, that's why I'm pretty sure we're half alien or something that's why we need smooth surfaces to walk on and 72 degree weather and we're very very particular in terms of this environment that we're supposedly natural to it is scary it is scary where it'll go no one knows um so i did this this thing uh just for this particular program that i i think is pretty cool i had no other reason to do it this is uh, just my own spare time that I did this in and it was kind of fun. So here's what I did. I went on chat GPT. Uh, it took me about 10 seconds to get content from there. And in about five minutes, I have uh, a Google text to speech robot recording the following. Now, 
what this is, is my question to ChatGPT about what will eventually or potentially kill off humanity. Okay, so this is kind of creepy, right? Like, I have AI telling me what will kill off humanity, then I have AI reading that content. I, I kind of hope you guys enjoy this and, 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 and appreciate the, the eeriness of it. There are various factors that can potentially cause harm to human life or contribute to human mortality. It's important to note that the future is uncertain and predicting specific events that will lead to human extinction is challenging. However, I can mention some potential threats to human life based on historical patterns and scientific understanding. Natural disasters, events like earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, and severe storms can cause significant damage and loss of life. Pandemics and diseases. Infectious diseases have the potential to spread rapidly and cause widespread illness and death. History has shown that pandemics can have devastating effects as seen with the Spanish flu in 1918 and more recently, the COVID-19 pandemic. Climate change. The effects of climate change, including rising global temperatures, extreme weather events, sea level rise, and ecosystem disruption, can have significant consequences for human health and well-being. Nuclear war. The use of nuclear weapons in a large-scale conflict could have catastrophic consequences for humanity, resulting in mass destruction, loss of life, and long-term environmental damage. Artificial intelligence and technology. While advancements in technology have the potential to benefit humanity, there are concerns about the risks associated with artificial intelligence, i.e., if it surpasses human control or becomes malevolent. Asteroid impact. Although rare, a large asteroid or comet colliding with Earth has the potential to cause widespread destruction, leading to loss of life on a massive scale. Environmental degradation and resource depletion. If not properly managed, the overexploitation of natural resources, deforestation, pollution, and other forms of environmental degradation can have long-term consequences for human survival. It's worth noting that humans have shown resilience and adaptability throughout history, and proactive measures can be taken to mitigate these risks. By addressing these challenges through scientific research, responsible technological development, and international cooperation, humanity can work towards minimizing the potential threats and ensuring a safer future. So, kind of creepy, right? It's kind of creepy. That was content generated by AI, read by AI, and buried in the list of things that could kill off humanity is the thing that, you know, a lot of people think that it's artificial intelligence or computers that are going to end up killing us. It's our own creation that's going to end up being the end of us. And at the end of the day, it's kind of scary because... Is, is AI going to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, everything that I'm trying to overcome here, people are the problem, or people are in the way. They're the one causing the problem. Therefore, if we get to the root of this, we got to get rid of people. I expect um, AI wars. There's going to be one side fighting for the most effective way forward for prosperity and success, and the other side is going to be us uh, fighting to keep humans from extinction. Woot! Uh, I'm not overly freaked out by it yet. Uh, I I just don't think that anybody's going to... There's no way that this doesn't become used for evil, right? Like right now, it's all about making images and content and things like that. But believe me, uh, there's, there's some scary stuff on the horizon. 
let's get on a happier note. Actually, I don't even know if that's not a happy note. I mean, that's kind of a fun, interesting topic. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's on TV. And it has, uh, it's been in my wheelhouse a lot uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. And throughout, really, my TV watching history, as long as we've had streaming technology like Netflix and what have you. Musical documentaries, music documentaries, documentaries about the history of music or artists or uh, whatever. And there's a bunch of them. And I'm going to have this whole list on whatseatingkale.com. And you'll be able to click and go read about them and learn more about them and potentially purchase or find out where they're streaming on a service that you might have. And then you can just watch them. Um, I'm not going to get into all the services and stuff like that. I'm just going to get in. Almost all of these I have seen. And uh, there's a few that I haven't, but um, almost all of them I've seen. Uh, and I'm going to roll through this list as quickly as possible so that I don't take up too much more of your Friday. Uh, but this is uh, this was on my mind. A buddy of mine just said to me the other day, you got to watch the Bee Gees, um, the, the um, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? And I'm not sure that I've seen that before. The last Bee Gees um, documentary I watched, um, all three brothers were still alive, I believe. And in this one... This is I. This is after I haven't finished the one that he asked me to to watch. I've watched about forty five minutes of it, and really, I mean, just the the Bee Gees are just an amazing. I I don't care if you like the music or not; it doesn't matter. Just watch because it's like that time period, what they did in the industry. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff, man. Um, some of the they pioneered some recording technologies. It's very very cool. Uh, another program that I was shocked by was um, Muscle Shoals. Um, and I'd heard the term Muscle Shoals before. Uh, if you've listened to the Bruce Springsteen written song performed by Manfred Mann and the Earth Band, I believe they're called, um, Blinded by the Light, um, there's a reference in there to Muscle Shoals and the Swampers. And, of course, growing up, I, it just was a lyric. I don't even know if I, you know, I probably thought it said something else. Uh, but this documentary goes into the history of Muscle Shoals, which is a recording studio, and the Swampers are the studio band. And the impact it had on um, music. Uh, I believe it was CBS that had signed Aretha Franklin, and I'm this is going to take two hours to get through this if I keep doing this, but uh, Aretha Franklin was signed with CBS, and they couldn't really figure out what to do with her, you know, where her lane was. Um, they weren't really finding a sound for her. She goes down to Muscle, Muscle Shoals and this this all-white band, um, this studio band, is 100% responsible for her sound and the way, the type of music she played. And it's phenomenal. Uh, now, I'm going to roll through more of these um, more quickly. John Waite, Missing You, he lead singer of The Babies, uh, the documentary is called John Waite, The Hard Way. Um, it's pretty fascinating. It's him now uh, and how he dealt with the pandemic and stuff. It's, it's pretty neat. Devil at the Crossroads. Um, if you're a blues fan, you may have heard the name Robert Johnson. He's the, um, he's the inspiration behind a lot of today's biggest blues artists. Um, and the Robert Johnson story is really fascinating. It's very mysterious. It's, it's a great um it, it, it's a great documentary. Hired Gun. It's a list musicians have these people on speed dial. Um, they're studio musicians. They're writers. 
and they're tour musicians. They're not the famous people, but boy, they've created some of the most famous uh, licks, and it just it's a really cool documentary. Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars, everybody's probably seen that. Anybody who's into music, um, The Beatles Get Back, that is a plan on spending some time. Um, just a, It's a really fascinating insight into like a fly-in-the-wall view of what the Beatles were like when they recorded uh, the album that led up to the rooftop concert. Um, Gordon Lightfoot, If You Could Read My Mind, that's excellent. Uh, I d- didn't know that he was so popular. Uh, I knew Gordon Lightfoot's music. But I didn't realize he was so popular among famous people. Everybody had him at his party at their parties all the time. Um, his music is fantastic. Uh, living in Wisconsin, we you know we kind of know the story of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's a pretty famous song, but he's got a lot of great songs. Harry Chapin, um, "When in Doubt, Do Something" is the name of the uh, documentary. Uh, again, it's another guy where you're like, oh my god, yeah. I mean, what an amazing voice. What an amazing, very interesting. Uh, insight there tom petty and the heartbreakers running down dream is excellent uh foo fighters back and forth made me cry uh that was that was excellent i I really really enjoyed that if if you like the foo fighters or if you even like the idea that dave Grohl went from being in nirvana and then had to kind of make this transition when i say had to i mean all the early interviews were just asking about kurt cobain and in nirvana and he had a well this is a different band and he kind of had to keep and then of course the Foo Fighters, huge, right? Randy Rhodes, Reflections of a, gar, gar, reflections of a Guitar Icon. Uh, very fascinating story there. Cleared up some misconceptions I had of both Randy Rhodes and how he died. Uh, Laurel Canyon, that whole Mamas and Papas and Joni Mitchell and um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they all lived in Laurel Canyon. And uh, th- that's a really fascinating documentary. Miss Americana, Taylor Swift. I started watching that and I have not yet finished that. Uh, U2 Rattle and Hum, one of my favorite bands of all time, U2. Um, it Might Get Loud with Jack White, The Edge, and Jimmy Page. Uh, just kind of exploring their histories as guitar players. Um, that's a really fun, really weird documentary that's just kind of out of left field. Uh, why are those three? Um, 20 Feet from Stardom, I have not seen this one, but it's really fascinating to me. Uh, it's the story of background singers that uh, back up some of the biggest artists ever. The history of the Eagles is just fascinating. Um, I wasn't, I love the Eagles, but I wasn't the biggest Eagles fan. Uh, and I just, I mean, the respect I had for them after was great. Uh, I have also not seen Sign of the Times, uh, The Prince, uh, I believe it is a concert documentary. Metallica, Some Kind of Monster, that was a really incredible um, just understanding the the magnitude of their fame at that time uh, was was pretty cool. Dolly Parton, I have not seen Dolly Parton. Here I am, but that I hear it's excellent. I have not seen Amazing Grace about Aretha Franklin. Uh, one of my favorite all time documentaries is Quincy about Quincy Jones. Uh, just I mean awe inspiring. It really is just what an amazing person and career. Uh, Count me in. Uh, that was just an interesting one. I'm not a drummer by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, it's a whole thing on, on some of the, you know, most amazing drummers and drumming in general. And kind of this group gets got this very cool. Another one that I've been dying to see, and I keep forgetting to watch it is what happened to miss Simone, the Nina Simone story. Um, That's, that's another one. 
So this is just a list of either stuff I've seen or want to see or have started and haven't finished. Um, But if you're into music, this whole list uh, will be available on whatseatingkale.com. Go there and uh, click around, enjoy, and if you get some time over the weekend, take one in. That's It's Eating Kale this week, or today, anyway. Coming up, Tech Talk with Tom Parker and excellent insight into our dogs with Carol Summary. Till then, make it a good one.